everybody. This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. Now, it is a brand new month. It's finally August. And I say finally August because I've been waiting for August all year since August is my birthday month. And I wanted to post this episode to tell everybody a little bit about why I've been MIA in July. Um, And there's a little bit of a pun there because I just moved to Miami. So I'm going to be talking about what happened, the decision between my boyfriend and I to actually come to that that choice to move to Miami and a little bit of specifically the finances behind that decision. Um, The month of July really for me was just kind of like, a pause. I needed a break, to be honest, just to like, you know, get some uh, time to really figure out what I was going to be doing in terms of like getting all of our stuff down to Florida. Like just there were so many decisions and I just knew like, okay, I'm adding way too much on my plate. I'm going to be stressed out if I'm trying to do all the things. So I kind of just paused a little bit. Once I shared the news about, you know, moving to Miami, that's when I think people were like, oh, we get it. We see what was going on behind the scenes in July. So I think the the first reason why I decided like maybe Miami might be a good move is because of the fact that for the first couple of years that we, um, my boyfriend and I decided to live together, he had been mentioning like he wanted to live somewhere besides New York City for a long time. I'm not even going to lie. He has always been like, I don't really want to live in New York City. You know, I'm not a big fan of like being somewhere that's like the concrete jungle all the time. He really likes to be out in nature. He likes to be able to just literally go outside and get some sun in the morning first thing. I think that was one of the little seedlings that kind of was planted early was this idea that like we love being in New York City because like my, our family's there, my family's there, his family's in Jersey and it worked for us socially. But at the same time, every time it would get cold outside, we would really start to feel like, oh, we just wish we could live somewhere where it wasn't, you know, snowing and freezing every time, you know, winter came around. Right at the end of our lease, which was January of 2021, we were deciding what should we do? Should we renew this? We ended up staying another six months and the lease ended up expiring in June of 2021. And so we decided to prioritize being somewhere that we would feel like we were really happy every day to be outside, to have access to nice weather, for it to not be freezing and snowing in the winter. And so we started looking at warmer places. Of course, we consider going to the West Coast because both of us work for companies that are based on the West Coast. But just thinking about all the different reasons all the different questions that go into where you're going to move and why you're going to move, it just made more sense to go to Florida than to California, which is where we were also considering moving. I want to jump into a little bit of data because there was um, recently some data on Instagram that actually a bunch of people were, were uh, tagging me like, oh, look, this is you, this is you, about mo- a bunch of people moving to Florida, specifically from New York and New Jersey. And so I looked it up and I'm like, you know, I can't be trusting statistics on Instagram. I got to look for the original source. And basically there was a study done and all the data that was reported, it was from United Van Lines. So basically they found that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the decision to move from high tax states like New Jersey, New York, and California to no income tax states like Tennessee, South Dakota, and Florida um, was basically accelerated. So it's not that it was the first time this thing was happening. There's not a new phenomenon of people moving to no tax states. It was a pattern that had been happening for the past several years, kind of slowly, but then in 2020, it was really accelerated. And so I started looking into that. And it's like, there are these very specific states where people are leaving their home state to go to the top 10 states from that list is Idaho, Oregon, Arizona, South Carolina, Washington State, DC, District of Columbia, Florida, 
South Dakota, North Carolina, and New Mexico. And when you look at the reasons why, specifically for Idaho, more people moved to Idaho, which was the number one um, on the list, more people moved to Idaho due to the cost of living than any other state. So I'm looking at this data, literally just like cost of living. Yes, that's literally the number one reason why so many people moved, especially because the pandemic made people's financial situation so much more rough that, you know, the number one thing they're looking for is to decrease their, the cost of living. That makes a lot of sense. One of the big reasons why a lot of people actually did choose to move aside from the pandemic was uh, retirement. Like for some reason, you know, the pandemic made people say, look, I don't really want to work anymore. Or maybe like, I'll just retire a few years before I was planning to just because like, I'm over it, like I'm done. A lot of people usually think Florida is the number one state where people would go if they're retiring, but actually Montana and Delaware experienced more inbound moves than any other state, which was a 41% rate. That's really high. And that's specifically for retirement. And then Florida was next after Montana and Delaware. So it's not like everybody that was moving to Florida or you know, leaving um, specific states was doing it because of retirement, but retirement was definitely one of those top reasons. And then I was like curious to see, okay, so, cause I moved specifically from New Jersey to Florida. And so I was like, I wanna see where are those states that people are leaving from to go to all of these states. And I looked that up and the top 10 states where people are leaving from to go to those other states is New Jersey. New Jersey is the number one state on the list. I'm like, isn't that crazy? Because that's literally the state that I just left. New Jersey is number one, Illinois is number two, New York three, Connecticut, Kansas, Ohio, California, Michigan, North Dakota, and Iowa. So those are the states that people are mostly leaving. And when you look at the cities to get even more specific, there are really, you know, specific hotspots that people are leaving. New York City, Newark, New Jersey, Chicago. These are the cities that are experiencing the greatest outbound migration due to the pandemic. The reasons that we chose to move it obviously wasn't just specific to our situation. It's clearly something that the data is showing. This is a trend. This is something that a lot of people are choosing to do. So I want to jump into these reasons now that I kind of talked a little bit about the data. And I think number one, uh, I kind of mentioned, which is like the seasons and the weather and just nature and just all around not having to deal with this like seasonal affective um, disorder and like the change of, you know, the, the weather and things making you kind of feel a little depressed when it gets cold out and when it gets gray out. And so I'm really hoping that this year will feel a lot better when it starts to get a little, or when usually it would start to get really chilly, like in the fall, the late fall and in the winter. This is the first year we won't really be dealing with snow during the winter, which is gonna be really interesting. That was definitely the kind of like the motivation behind like experiencing a different kind of lifestyle. Um, but then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, uh, uh, my family means so much to me, my family, my friends, everybody that I know, like my community, my support system, my peoples, they all are in New York City. So it would feel really weird to just move just because I want to change my lifestyle when I'm really going to be losing a, a big support system. So for me, it wasn't just about that I had to really think about all the pros and cons, all the reasons for moving. And so I started to go down the list. And of course, you know, cost of living was a big one. When I started looking at the cost of living, I was like, all right, I got to figure out how much does housing cost, how much transportation, food, entertainment, all those things that, you know, I pay for here in the city, in New York City, what is that going to be like in Florida? 
Now, to be clear, I keep saying New York City, but technically, so I lived in New York City. And then for the past year, in 2020, I lived in Jersey, like I said, but I was just like 15 minutes away. So it didn't really feel like I left New York City. It was literally like a 15 minute ride on the path train to get to New York City from my apartment. So I I say New York City because it really feels like I was there still. So um, I basically decided to do a side by side comparison. I was like, all right, let me look up you know, how much it costs to do like groceries and food, housing, like utilities, transportation, healthcare costs, because I was doing the New Jersey state healthcare plan. I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna have to change to the Florida um, state health plan. So all those things. And when I looked it up, the difference was anywhere between 10 and 50 to 60% in the difference between the cost of each of these categories. So food and groceries in New York City, you pay 8.7% more. So almost 10% more for the same food items. And when you look at housing, housing was like almost 100% more. It's crazy. Like housing was so much more expensive in New York City compared to Miami. Um, When I looked at utilities, utilities is 57.6% more. So, you know, light, gas, cable, electric, internet, all those things. I was like, okay, you know what? Like this is starting to see, to seem like it's a, it's smart financially too, right? Also in terms of like the lifestyle thing and everything, the finances kind of started to feel like it made sense. Uh, Transportation, 25% more expensive in New York. Health is 14% more expensive in New York City. You know what? Just based off cost of living. It seems like it makes a lot of sense because I'm going to be having a cheaper cost of living as well as having a better lifestyle. So like it just kind of, you know, started to feel like that made sense. But of course, those aren't the only two things that I have to consider. Now, I got to I got to say, like, before I even move on from cost of living, there's a big disclaimer here, which is work. For me, I'm very, very fortunate that my normal has been working remotely. Like I've been able to continue to work remotely so I could just skip this question of like, What's the job market like in Miami and how do state employment laws differ in Miami, in Florida compared to New York? Like I didn't have to really worry about any of those things or dig into any of that because I'm so super fortunate to work a nine to five that is um, that allows me to really do most of the work that I do online. I was traveling quite a bit before COVID, but then once the pandemic hit, like we just started doing everything virtually. And so I'll just start by saying that I don't have to worry about, you know, my paycheck being affected or my work um, being affected by my move, which is a blessing and I cannot ignore that. So just wanted to point that out. Moving on. So if we talk about cost of living, now I'm going to talk about taxes because I feel like taxes is, is like probably the biggest thing that I've like noticed changed since I moved here. And it's like, like, I don't even know if y'all are ready to hear this because this is kind of crazy. But I looked at, I logged into my Gusto account to see like my pay stubs. And I looked at my gross income for both of the months, the month of June and the month of July. June, again, I was in New York. I was getting New York, um, my taxes were to my New York address, New York, New Jersey. And then now in July, everything is Florida. So it's a big difference. So I started looking at it, but my gross income stayed exactly the same gross income, the gross pay is the same on both of those, on all four pay stubs, the two for June and the two for July. But my net pay, (laughs) my net pay went from 55.8% of my gross pay, which is what I was getting when I was in New York, New Jersey, to 65.3%. The net pay was essentially 65.3% of my gross pay. So that means almost 10% more I was getting to keep by moving to Florida. And when I looked at the actual paycheck, like one versus the the month of June versus the month of July, in July, I saw 16.6% more money 
on per paycheck than in June. What? And a bunch of people are like, wait, this doesn't really make sense. Like that's, that's a huge difference. Right. I mean, it, it is, it's a huge difference. It felt like a huge difference for me. I felt like, did I get a raise? Like, wait, what happened? I don't remember. I don't remember getting a raise. I don't remember anything changing with my boss, like with my team. I didn't really talk, talk about this. And I mean, it felt basically feels like I gave myself a raise by moving to Florida. So when I actually started to um, look into this before I moved, I knew that this was going to happen. I didn't exactly know. I didn't sit down and calculate the exact figures, but I, I estimated roughly it would be like 12 to 15%. It was 16.6 actually, which is nuts. But um, basically the reason why this happened is because Florida is one of the states when you file your taxes, you do not get charged income taxes on your personal income. So, and again, there's like different rules in every single state about types of income. So I'm talking specifically about personal income. Investment income is different. Some states will charge you taxes on investment income. I know that's a thing in New, in New Hampshire, but Florida doesn't do that. Thank goodness. So that ain't a problem for me. But anyway, living in a state that does not have any income tax means that basically money, when money is taken out of your paycheck, it's going to be less money taken out of your paycheck each month because you look at the withholdings in your pay stub, you don't see anything taken out for state income taxes because the state does not charge income taxes. Um, they don't tax income. And another nice thing about that is that when tax season comes and I have to submit, you know, a tax return, I only have to worry about a federal tax return. I don't have to file a state tax return, which is really nice. Uh, at least, you know, not for Florida, not for the state of Florida. For me, I'm actually going to have to do a partial year state filing for New Jersey because I did live in New Jersey from January to June. And then in July, from July to December will be Florida. So for 2021, I still got to do, you know, that the state filing for New Jersey, but only for half the year. So it's not that bad. Um, anyway, so keep in mind, like, that filing two, like sometimes you might have to file two separate state returns, right? Like if you do choose to move, I'm so lucky I moved to a state that doesn't have income tax like Florida. But if I was moving to a different state that does, I would have to file two state forms, two state income taxes. I would have to file state taxes for New Jersey and then the other state where I moved to. So the whole point here is moving to a state that does not have income taxes, state income taxes. It was such a huge benefit and it's such a huge perk. And Florida's not the only one. There's nine different states. So those states are Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington State, and Wyoming. So basically these, um, I'm going to put a, a link to in the, in the description, in the show notes and stuff in case anybody wants to read more about states with no income taxes and everything that it means. But I think the important thing is that when I was deciding to move, I knew like, okay, this alone is not a reason to move. Like, I'm not going to move just because I'm going to a state that has no state income taxes. That doesn't make sense. But I, I kind of wanted to make sure I did my full research. And one of the things that a lot of the articles I was reading was saying is, yes, it sounds great that you're going to a state with no state income tax, but you really have to read up on what else the state does because the state has to generate revenue somehow. Like they still have to pay for roads and schools and you know infrastructure and all these things somehow they need to, to find that money some way and if they're not taxing income then they're going to get it some other way so uh one example would be sales tax right like i think uh in florida for example what i was reading about like how they you know raise generate revenue from um from sales tax and i'm like oh man so that means the sales tax must be really really high 
Now, for context, again, I grew up in New York City and I'm coming from New York City where the sales tax is like 8.8%. It's like, it's higher than 8.8 actually, I'm pretty sure. So coming from a state where it's like 8.8 something, something, I was, I was curious, like, is Florida really going to be higher than that? So I started looking into it and I was like, oh, okay. So according to the tax foundation, most uh, Florida taxes, like the baseline is going to be 6%. That's the 6% sales tax base. But then like the local governments charge also a little bit of tax on top of that state tax. And on average, it's about 1.08. So the combined average for Florida's sales tax is 7.08%. So I'm like, oh, okay. So that's, so I'm, so not only is it a cheaper cost of living and cheaper in terms of the, the taxes that I have to pay on my income, but also sales tax is cheaper. So like I kept looking at all these reasons and everything just really was kind of like, it made more sense that, you know, that moving to Miami seemed like a smart move financially as well. So I was like, okay, points for moving to Miami, even though at first I didn't, I wasn't really super excited about the idea, but as I started digging into it and really reading up on it and starting to like, think about the whole situation, the pros and the cons, I was like, okay, I'm warming up to the idea. I'm kind of warming up to it now. I don't drive, right? So some states, they'll, they'll tax the gasoline like per gallon at like, you know, 40, 50 cents or something like that. So they could generate more money that way. I know Washington state does that. They have like the highest tax that they charge on gasoline. For me, that wasn't really a thing because I don't drive, but it made me think about, or I don't drive yet. I should say, I don't drive yet. <laughs> My like multiple years struggle of trying to get a driver's license, y'all. It's a struggle. It's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. So um, when I was looking into this, I'm like, okay, one of the things that I do for transportation, I will end up spending a lot of money on Ubers and Lyfts because, you know, if I'm not driving, I'm either going to depend on friends that have cars or I'm going to, you know, my boyfriend's going to rent a car or we will use Uber and Lyft because I like, I couldn't really see my boyfriend and I really having any interest in buying a vehicle really because the neighborhood that we're moving to, that we moved to in Miami kind of has everything that you need, like five, 10 minutes away driving. So it didn't really seem like it made sense to get a car just to be driving super quick like that. And I didn't imagine us going out like all around Miami that much because hello, we still in the pandemic, hashtag variant. So I was like, okay, let me just think about like the cost of Uber and Lyfts. And when I started looking into it, it is so much cheaper. It's so much cheaper to Uber and Lyft. Um, it's just, it's insane. And I've experienced that like firsthand being here, like it's going 10 minutes. It's like six, $7. And in New York city or in New Jersey, if I'm going in a Lyft 10 minutes or in an Uber 10 minutes, I'm going to pay 12 to $15. I'm not, I'm not going to pay less than the number of minutes that I was in the car. Like that's, that has never happened to me in New York city. Like if I drive five minutes, I'm going to pay seven or $10. If I drive 10 minutes or if they drive me 10 minutes, I'm going to end up paying more than $10. So it was crazy for me to just see even quick Ubers and Lyfts are going to be so much cheaper than what I'm used to. So yes, I am going to end up probably spending a little bit more in that category for transportation, but it doesn't bother me. It's a little bit cheaper than what I normally would pay anyway. And everything is within like seven to 10 minutes from here. So we're super close to the airport. We're super close to like all the trendy and artsy and fartsy neighborhoods. So, you know, after looking at the map and looking at where we are, I'm like, oh, we're pretty central to all the things like the Uber and Lyft ride won't be far and it won't be too expensive. So that was another thing that went into my decision. Now, obviously, I had to also think about the actual cost of getting myself here and all of the things that we have, right? Like the, the cost of moving our stuff. 
Now this one, I'm not going to front. It was very easy for us because there's only two of us, you know, we ain't got no kids and, um, we, it's just, you know, it's just us two and we're very minimal. We don't have a lot of things. So when I started thinking about, okay, we do have like a few big things that we want to ship. Like we had um, some chairs and some desks. We had, um, a, oh, Jamil had like a big monitor for the computer. We had just boxes and bags with like books and clothes and our shoes. And, um, you know, like we did have a couch that we wanted to bring. We're again, we're really, really minimal. Like we don't even have a bed. I think most people's biggest piece of furniture is usually their bed, their bed stand, their mattress. We don't have that. We sleep in a hammock. Just if y'all haven't listened to the episode with my boyfriend or watched it on my YouTube channel, check it out. We talk all about hammock life. And so I was like, you know what? Moving is probably not even going to be that expensive because we don't have a huge amount of things like physical belongings. So being minimal has it's been a blessing just because every time we do need to move, it's really easy to do. It's quick to pack stuff up. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't cost a lot of money. And so we're thinking about, okay, what are we going to take? We took, actually, we did end up taking most of our things. There were a few things that we left um, or that we donated or gifted, but like the reality is we did end up taking most of our things because we don't have a lot of stuff. But the decision was, do we rent um, like a, a car or a truck or something and move ourselves? But we decided not to do that because that's a really long drive. And I felt really bad for my boyfriend driving all those hours. Um, should we like, you know, research movers or should we get a shipping company? At the end of the day, we knew like professional movers are going to be pretty expensive, especially given the fact that like we're going you know, to, from not just going from like one place to another in the same state, we're going state to one state to a different state. So we, we also didn't want to do the truck rental or car rental. So basically we started looking at like the shipping container companies. And the good thing about this is like, they have a few options. So one of them is that they'll bring the container and somebody will also, they will also send like a team. They'll come, they will pack up all your things and ship it, put it inside the box and ship it. And then also unpack the box and unpack your things when you arrive, that would have been like two or $3,000. And we're like, eh, you know, we could pay that, but it kind of felt a little unnecessary because of, especially because we still both needed to buy flights to Miami from New York, New Jersey. So we decided not to do that, even though, I mean, you know, that, that would have, we would have been able to swing it. You know, we had the savings and that would have been fine for us, but it just felt unnecessary. A few reasons, right? A, we are both young, fit and capable of packing all of our own things. And we don't have a lot of things anyway. So it didn't take that long to put everything in a bag or a box and just tape it up and label it. Um, so that didn't take that, that long, less than a day for sure, like a couple hours. And then um, again, we're young and fit and capable. So we just picked up all of our stuff and brought it down on the elevator. It wasn't that hard. And so what we ended up doing was just renting a shipment container, which was like from the U-Haul company. They literally just dropped this like seven foot by like five foot box um, in your like seven foot by five foot by like four foot. They dropped this box. It's like a wooden box and it has a padlock on the front. You put your own lock on it you put everything inside. So we had, we brought everything down ourselves. They opened the box, we put everything in the box. And then the next day they came and picked up the box. They attached it to a truck and they took off. So two weeks later, they were, they would be available for us to call them and say, Hey, this is where we live. Come bring the box. So that was perfect for us because we were actually staying with family for like a week or well, yeah, we ended up staying with family for like a week. And then we were traveling to arrive to Florida June, July 1st. Now we did arrive to Florida on July 1st, but our lease didn't start till July 17th. Yo, this was kind of like a hot mess situation, but we stayed with family for a little bit. We got an Airbnb for a little bit. And when we needed our things, we called the company and they were like, yep, we can send a crew to help you unpack and everything. 
So we're like, well, we don't really need help like unpacking, but apparently that's like the only way they could make it work because of our building, which has a restriction that they can't leave the box overnight. So basically the team had to come so that they could unload everything and take the box immediately off the premises because it couldn't be here overnight, which was really annoying that our building had that rule, but it's fine. So we ended up paying probably like $200 more than we normally would have. And they literally was the nicest thing ever. They came, they opened the box, they unpacked everything. We did help a little bit, but they did most of the work. And then they just dropped everything in our apartment and left. So unpacking and everything was on us, but whatever, it took us like a day. And it was fun to just like figure out where we wanted everything to go and not have somebody like asking us like, where do you want this? Where do you want this? Like, I don't know yet. We haven't figured it out. So it was nice to do it ourselves. And I think everything for um, shipping and moving was, it wasn't, it was just over a thousand dollars because it was under a thousand. And then when we got here, they tacked on that extra 200 something dollars for the team to come. It was a team of two people. It wasn't really like a big team, but for the guys to come and unpack it and then take the box off. So it was just over a thousand dollars, which is again, like, that's not bad at all. Thinking about the fact that we barely really did any work. I mean, we did a little bit, we were more hands-on than I think like people typically would be in a big move like this. But again, we're very minimal. We don't have a lot of stuff. And that saved us a lot of money. Now, I'm not going to front. When I was reading about moving things and shipping things, it said you want to get insured. That was like a big part. Like get insurance for your things because moving insurance options vary. And you want to make sure like, you know, your stuff is protected when it's like speeding down the highway in the back of a truck. We didn't have a lot of things. And the way we packed was like very compact. I don't know. We felt really good about like the way we pack things into that little container. So we did not get any like additional insurance, whatever basic insurance was provided to us with the U-Haul um, package. And that's what we had. So if there's one thing where I feel like I would have probably done a little bit more um, research or done something a little differently, it would probably be just getting our things insured because I would have been a nightmare if we opened that box when it got here and like something was broken or something was damaged and we didn't have like protection that would have really sucked. So I'm glad that didn't happen, but um, yeah, that's, that's just how it worked out for us. Two annoying things that I kind of just had to deal with recently, but I, you know, I don't mind. I think it's just, everybody should consider doing one was just thinking about estate planning. Like, you know, I, my boyfriend and I, we have to like sit down and think about our financial statements. We have to think about like the, like financial documents, I should say, we have to think about like wills and think about like, all the, the paperwork that we have to consider, there's, you know, guidance that you have to follow for financial and healthcare powers, like powers of attorney, you know, all that kind of stuff. Those forms need to be updated, especially because those like state uh, provisions change and varies from state to state. So we like, we really need to reset, we look at those things and make sure that we're in good, in a good place with those documents. And then also the other thing we needed to look at and change was our um, uh, address forms. Like we needed to go on to the USPS website and just make sure that they have our updated address like that. And it took a few minutes. It was definitely nothing that took too long, but I would definitely say just like get this done early because it's so easy for them to just forward any mail that you have at the old address to the new address. That means like my bills, any kind of like IRS paperwork, anything for my um, LLC, like all this stuff, like it's gonna, it, it needs to get to me. So I just went on the website, I think it was moversguide.usps.com. They have a little form there. And I just literally put in my old address, my new address, 
I put in um, my credit card information because I think you have to pay like a dollar fee. It was like a dollar and five cents or something, but it's free. The, the process of changing your address and updating everything is free, but there was like a dollar fee at the end. So I did end up putting my credit card information, but it was really easy. USPS basically does it for a full year. So paying a dollar and five cents to get 12 months of a mail forwarding. Hello, that's amazing. Um, and then if you want to extend mail forwarding past those 12 months, you can pay to do it. I didn't end up choosing that option because like, I don't need that. I don't think people are going to be mailing anything to my old address in 13 months, but just in case I just did that full year. Right. And so these are just things, right? Like it's moving is, it's fun. It's exciting. It's a new change, but you definitely still have to sit down and like write down a plan. <laughs> like you got to have like a moving project plan with all the components before you're even moving. Like what are all these costs? And you have to make sure like you save up for the move because you know, things are going to pop up, like the moving company telling us that we need to pay 200 extra dollars for these dudes to come unpack stuff because they need to move the box. Like if we didn't have an extra two or $300, that would have been a huge problem. Or if we didn't budget for that. So you always got to have a wiggle room in your budget and you need to really think ahead about what are all the expenses that are going to be associated with this move. And the worst thing, which is in the back of my mind this whole time is what if it doesn't work out? What if we hate it? What if we're not happy? You just have to really, you know, think about plan B, plan C, right? Like if it doesn't work, if we're not happy, if things don't work out, like what's the backup plan? Um, and for me, thank goodness, if anything were to go wrong, I definitely have enough money in my savings account to just pay the fee to break our lease. And I would be able to book a flight literally any minute and go back to my family in New York City, which feels amazing to know that I have that safety net and that support system there in case I need it. Um, but I mean, Right now, I'm in a good place. My boyfriend and I are doing great. We love the apartment. We've been here for a full month. And so gladly, I have nothing bad to report except for all these bugs out here. Oh my goodness, Florida, y'all. Miami, these Miami mosquitoes are trying to kill me. Every day I wake up and there's little millipedes outside of our yard and there's little like, well, it's like a patio and a bunch of mosquitoes everywhere. It's like, ugh. But I mean, honestly, I would rather see little millipedes that are harmlessly crawling throughout the yard than to see a bunch of roaches or rats. No shade to NYC because that's my home forever. And I love it. And always, always, always it will be home. But just saying. Um, OK, so I mean, that's pretty much everything that I had. <laughs> I literally wrote out a list of all the things that I wanted to talk about. And I've been looking at my notes. But um, I am going to do a live tonight on YouTube. So if you're listening to this podcast when it airs, which is on Monday, August 2nd, I'm going to be going live on Monday, August 2nd at probably like 6 or 7 p.m. I'll post it on my Instagram. So just if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it on my stories. And if you don't, follow me on Instagram, then follow me on Instagram. So you know when I'm going live, um, but I'm going to post it on Instagram, but you'll have to come over to my YouTube to watch the live there. If you have questions about anything that I said in this episode, if you want me to dig deeper, if you want me to go into more um, depth about any of the topics, any of the reasons, the, the stuff that I brought up, definitely come to the live, hit me up, or you can shoot me a note on Instagram via DM or at missbehelpful.gmail.com. I swear, honestly, like I wish more people talked openly about like all the nitty gritty things that come with these financial decisions, the good stuff and the bad stuff, like really being honest about it because we be going through these decisions on our own in like a vacuum, pretending that we don't, you know, that nobody else understands that we're the only one making these decisions and we're not. There's so many other people out there that either either made the decision already or they're making it right now too. And we could, you know, benefit from all that collective brain power. So that's what I just wanted to share. 
Um, as well as just a little life update, you know, as to why I was MIA in July, because I was moving to MIA in July. And, um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Next week, I have an amazing, amazing episode that's going to air on Monday next week. So we're back to that Monday post schedule. So definitely come back. And if you like the content that you're hearing, I would so, so, so appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone, if you have, if you're like an iPhone user, because uh, we're almost at 100 reviews. They're all five stars, which is amazing. And the podcast is literally has just turned one. It's a baby, but definitely needs a little bit more love and support. So because, you know, the more um, reviews that are up there, the more new people are likely to find the show. You know, we want more people to hear these incredible conversations that I've been having with these amazing women so far and share it with other people. Send this episode to somebody who's moving for whatever reason. Maybe they're moving because of they just graduated college and they're about to get their first job. Maybe they're moving because, you know, because of a relationship or because they just want a change of scenery. I don't know. But whatever the reason is, send it because I think there's a lot of People who are considering a move or dealing with a move, but haven't really talked about it or, uh, you know, looked into all of the different details associated with that. So hopefully this episode is helpful for people considering a move or going through a move. And um, that's all I have for y'all. So until the next episode. Peace.